Hello, welcome to Season 3, Episode 4 of Art Lives. My name is Elizabeth De La Mater. On this podcast, I talk with artists one-on-one about their art, their lives, and how they navigate the world. This episode features Yuko Asada. Yuko is a Japanese-born American steel pan builder and tuner, educator, composer, and performer. In this episode, Yuko shares how the pandemic has changed her duties at Northern Illinois University. She also talks about her amazing global virtual performance project called Pan in Unity and tells us about teaching steel pan building in Thailand. Yuko is the widow of Clifford Alexis, who is featured in Art Lives Episode 8 and died two years ago this month. Shining through Yuko's interview are her natural compassion, gratitude, and humility. Here is Yuko Asada. Right, so, you know, because I know that there are so many people who haven't been able to do what they normally are able to do. So, yeah, I was really appreciative of how NIU was able to have us continue with in-person classes and ensembles. Yeah. And what I realized was um, how therapeutic it was, not only for me, but for many students. Right. Yeah. Um, right. You know, I can talk more about my community steel band at NIU, but um, at first I didn't even know if people were going to be joining because the majority of members are over 40. Right. So, you know, like we have to watch so much more than younger people. And at first there were four people who signed up and I wasn't sure how that was going to go. And we ended up having, like at the last concert, I think we had 10 or 11. So... Um, what I realized was that members needed that experience. Yes. And that was quite therapeutic for them. Yes. So, yeah, I think a lot of them are looking forward to coming back this semester, too. Yeah. 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 You, you have taught many different age levels. Yeah, um, yeah I have. <laughs> as have I. And I think that uh, they're really, other folks I've talked to who've done community music, I've also spoken about the very special um, extra bond that um, you end up having with community students and that they end up having with each other in a music ensemble. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So how I, it's not like I tried to set it up. Um, it just ended up being like a family. Like yes. A- here, you know, oriented. So yeah, members welcome new members and they, you know, become like family members. So, you know, they exchange emails and, um, you know, they might bring cookies <laughs> to, you know, rehearsals and it's, it's right. been really, really nice. That is, yeah. that is truly wonderful. Um, you, so just a, um, this is, uh, so is all of your teaching at NIU right now, uh, uh, these yeah, days? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you used to teach at many different schools. <laughs> yeah, uh, in Naperville, I did, you know, at one time I was teaching six steel bands, and that was way too much. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that only lasted for like one year. <laughs> yeah, and now like, um, yeah, just teaching community members and assisting Liam with the NIU steel band. 
Um, so you're not really teaching kids anymore, which I miss so much of. Do you? I mean, did you actively uh, notice that? Because you still are very busy. Um, well, not, you know, really since, yeah? the, you know, since March. Ah, uh, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But right. I realized how busy my life had become. And in some ways, it was good to be forced to slow down. Sure. Last year. And now I'm, you know, I've thought so much about how to spend time and, you know, not just to focus on my career, but, you know, like really, you know, uh, focus on my personal life as well. Nice. Um, especially since my, <laughs> all of my life, you know, personal and professional life were about Pan. Yes. So, so it's kind of nice to um, be able to, um, you know, this, uh, a lot of people laugh at me when I say this, but I don't have Netflix and I'm probably like one of the only person in the planet. What? and different shows you know so things like that and I'm like wow you know <laughs> the world outside of pan exists <laughs> I remember after my I finished my doctorate after I turned in the final work that I had to do in my final mm -hmm. big dissertation that's yeah. when I started catching up on TV shows oh. that everyone had been speaking about for years. And it was the same thing. It was, <laughs> right, oh, right. did you guys know about this? Yeah, that's what we've been talking about. All right. of those jokes you didn't laugh at. <laughs> right, right, right. Yep, yep, yep. That's me. <laughs> mm -hmm. Wow. So, um, okay. So please uh, explain um, what what are you going to do now this say this next semester since well, times have changed semester, uh so um assistant liam with the niu steel band and the steel pan program so there are going to be five steel pan majors who are going to be entering the concerto competition Whoa. and going to be playing my uh transcription of concerto para quinteto by astor piazzola wow. so I'm coaching them um, uh, let's see, I'm going to have two students who are going to be learning uh, steel pan building, which cool. is exciting because I'm able to finally teach um, at NIU on pan building and tuning. Yeah. So there'll be two students. And there is a group of engineering students who are working on a project with me uh, through their class. So they are um, uh, they did some research last semester and this semester they're actually going to be building a machine that is going to, uh, it's going to like, you know, uh, beginning of it and with a limited amount of budget, you know, they can only do so much. So they're okay. going to be creating a small steel pan. Cool. Yeah, utilizing different machinery. So yeah, I'm really excited about that. Um, and of course, the community steel band um, is going to be happening. So yeah, uh, those are my going to be my main focus. That's that's really neat. Do you have to? Um, wow, I have so many questions. Okay, uh, <laughs> so first the um, the steel pan builders. The uh -huh. these are steel pan majors. Yes. Okay. So do they sign up for this as if it's a class with you? So uh, one student is going to be doing an uh, independent study. Okay. 
think that's a course that yeah he's going to be taking and another student is doing an internship so oh. yeah and uh her major is um wait oh my gosh yeah i just blanked out and you know like i <laughs> hibernated for two weeks or so so like my mind is sure sure <laughs> back. um but yeah her major is uh, she's doing her independent study in uh, focusing on business and steel pan building and tuning. Neat. Yeah. Cool. yeah. So uh, does that mean that you will have them for a different amount of time during yeah. the mm -hmm. week? Yeah. So uh, I meet with her at least maybe, yeah, maybe like two hours a week or so together. Uh, oh. um, and then uh, she'll be, uh, she uh, spends her own time uh, working on building and tuning as well. So, okay. Yeah. So kind of like private lessons, but I've, I've been having her doing some research and reading different materials. Nice. And she was actually featured um, on Wednesday Talks. Uh, she okay. Yeah, some PAM majors. Uh, I not, wondered yeah, if it was, and yeah. From different parts of the world. So she was featured on When's Your Talks. Yeah. Yes, I, so I wondered if it was the person that I was thinking yep. of. Yep. That's wonderful. Yeah, um, yeah. That's great. So you are, yep. you have these uh, new acolytes, but uh, unlike the, uh, unlike the panyards of Trinidad, you can't make them sleep there in the workshop. <laughs> <laughs> And they they are also in school for other things, right? Right, of course. <laughs> um, but uh, is it still pretty? Is it still pretty neat to have them in the workshop, or um, it, does it? Do you, are you able to work while they are there, or is when they are there? Are you definitely only teaching? Does that make sense? Can um, you work because of COVID or? Uh, Okay, yes. I was thinking just from a teacher point of view, um, I was trying to relate it to myself. Can I, can I practice when a student is around? Oh, I see. Yeah, uh, the space is big enough. Mm -hmm. So she can be working in one space, one section of the workshop, and I will be in the other part of the workshop. Yeah, that okay. can be done at the same time. Yeah, good. Good. Do you like having people there? You've been doing oh, it alone for a while. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, I love to teach. So yeah, yeah, it's been wonderful. Sure. And then you say assisting Liam with the steel band, which makes it seem like it's one job, but I know that that's many jobs. Well, um, you know, whether um, arranging um, uh -huh. or um, doing a rehearsal, running a rehearsal, um, but, you know, because, I mean, just like you, you know, we've arranged so many you know, compose, uh, composed and arranged so many pieces and we've taught for so long. So it's not nothing new. Sure. So, yeah. And um, I've known Liam for so long and we've, you know, uh, worked together for so long. So yeah, it's uh, actually not, um, you know, that demanding, I guess. Nice. Like more sure. fun and uh, meaningful and, and yeah, and again, because of what's been going on with COVID, I just um, embrace each moment. You know, I'm just, you know, I want to make sure that I'm not taking it for granted and just right. be thankful that we can just meet, you know, we can wow. be in one room together to right. do what we love to do. Yeah, yeah. that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, 
so what are you doing because of COVID? What does the, what do you have to do as a teacher and what do the students have to do to be safe? Um, well, wearing masks okay. uh, for sure. And each instrument is um, separated. Um, so there's at least six feet, you know, space uh, in between <laughs> each pan. Um, oh, we uh, clean uh, each pan, sticks. Um, each, after each rehearsal, we have a, a big machine that filters air. So oh, great. We to turn it on after the rehearsal is <laughs> over and yeah, we've been really, really careful. Students have been um, practicing all the safety precautions and being responsible. So nice. yeah, we haven't encountered issues, which is wonderful. Wow. Um, I think that it, it is uh, so lucky that none of your instruments, steel pans are all percussion instruments. Right, And right. none of your instruments are wind instruments. And right. Um, but still I would, I would just, uh, worry with that you have so many surfaces for germs, mm -hmm. Definitely. um, Definitely. have the rules changed since COVID started? Have your guidelines, um, changed I, at all? No, and Good. no, because, um, NIU did an excellent job administrators to, um, uh, professors to like all of us working together to make sure that yeah. um, everything is just right. I mean, of course, you know, we have to make, um, you know, some uh, changes here and there, but, um, but people made sure that we were going to be as safe as we can. Yeah. So we didn't have to change anything um, unless uh, something changed at the state level and we had to go remote, you know, something like uh -huh. that. So, right. Yeah, right. yeah. So yeah, just wearing masks and yeah, washing hands. If you're sick, you know, don't come. Oh know, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. But now though, you're also farther apart. So how does that affect ensemble? How does that affect? Oh, actually, because we are practicing in the recital hall at NIU mm -hmm. and that space is so live. So even though we're away from each other, um, we sound okay, but um, yeah, certain parts are harder to hear. Okay. So some time to get adjusted to the acoustics for sure. <laughs> yeah. I would think it'd be hard. Um, if I was playing a part in inside, uh, like a, a, a guitar kind of part, I would think it'd be hard to hear the other people playing my part um, and hear my distinct rhythm. Because as you said, that room is live. So the sound is really ringy. Right, um, right. And uh, I mean, because I've been playing for a while myself, I, I might find it a fun challenge, but I wonder if some of the students are struggling, but I know you're helping them with that. Yeah, you know, like nobody has mentioned to me about acoustics, but in general, yeah, um, I didn't see students as much as I did, or we didn't communicate as much because we were being so careful. Sure. So, you know, before rehearsals or after rehearsals, people wouldn't be there as much. Oh. Or, um, and just in general, 
it was just so empty. Like yes. the music building was just so empty to begin with. And, and, you know, we were all trying to adjust and, you know, trying to just figure out what's going on. So just in general, like I didn't get to speak to students as much as I used to in the past. Sure. So to uh, do more of communicating this semester. So I'm more aware of what's going on and yeah. Ah. Like, yeah. That makes sense. It's it. Yes. Just it, it was, uh, it's always been very important to me if I'm running rehearsals, as you said, to be present before and after there yeah. is some communication that certain right. students. Right. Yeah. yeah you can only have you can only get to know uh say the shy kids if you happen to be standing yeah. against the wall when they walk by mm -hmm. um how has covid has covid changed the way you rehearse at all how how you folks um yeah, so conduct your rehearsals yeah so what uh we did last semester was half of the group met on mondays the other half met on tuesdays oh the entire group met this semester the entire group is going to be uh, meeting on wednesdays and thursdays so yeah so we're just trying to be as safe as possible um yeah, oh my yeah. Goodness. <laughs> quite different quite different but still you know i i'm just really thankful and mm -hmm. yeah that we're able to meet and rehearse great great yeah. Uh, so you're doing all of that, and then otherwise, um, mm -hmm. what are your uh, arranging and composing projects that you're doing right now? Arranging and composing, I haven't been doing much. I just arranged for, you. for my community steel band. Yeah. Um, that's about it for now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's wonderful, because you do a lot of those things, and you, as you said, you were very busy last year. Yeah, um, <laughs> 19 to the beginning, well, until March of 2020 uh -huh. was just really crazy. I mean, uh, starting with Cliff getting sick to, you know, him passing away and it's almost been two years, the 29th of this month. Yeah. Uh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So my 2019 was just so crazy that yeah. last year, like I was already kind of dealing with difficulties. Sure. So in some ways, like it just kind of extended it in different ways. But um, yeah, 2019, I did quite a bit. And I was um, in Akron last year in March. Um, I went to Indiana and then Akron to Tune. And I was supposed to be a guest artist at this steel band festival in West Virginia. But that's when... Uh, things started to change, you know, right. schools were shutting down. And so I returned to Illinois and um, yeah, and then I just didn't know what was going on as, you know, anybody else, um, nobody else knew what was going on. But uh, yeah, sure. and then the whole pandemic <laughs> and all kinds of things started to happen. And I remember talking to you uh, over the summer. We did talk a bit. Yeah. To, yeah. Do this. Um, uh, podcast yeah over the summer but you know I was thinking how at that time um, lots of things were happening with Black Lives Matter mm -hmm. and it's kind of crazy because yesterday <laughs> the whole Capitol building uh, invasion or riot happened and it's like whoa 
yeah, yeah I think that if we try to wait to speak for a calm period, I don't think we'll ever be able to speak to each other. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. So I, I just said, even though that happened yesterday, we're you know, we for it. Would you mind talking about this amazing global project that was recently completed? Oh, um, yeah. Would you kind of talk about the the genesis of the idea and then uh, talk through the experience from your point of view? Sure, sure. So um, the project uh, that uh, Tracy Thornton, Mia Gormandy, Benjamin, well, Dr. Mia Gormandy, Benjamin, <laughs> uh, uh, produced called Panning Unity was, um, became available last November. So what, how it started was Tracy uh, contacted both me and Mia uh, was it May or June of last year in 2020 and he wanted to uh, create a virtual steel band and the reason why he contacted me and Mia uh, was because Mia and I along with two other people uh, Abe Ryling and Scott McConnell created mm -hmm. virtual steel band in the past so um, he knew that we had the know-how and I believe because of our background as well, um, he contacted both of us, uh, just representing different races, different nationality. And um, so we started talking about the idea and we all uh, agreed to create something that, um, the, uh, that uh, sends out the message of love, hope, peace, uh, because of what was happening in the world last year and there was just so much divide and people um, just disagreeing with different groups of people mm -hmm. and uh, through music and pan we wanted to create something that would bring people together and uh, show the world how you know we're more similar than yes. different <laughs> and how um, you know, we can spend time playing music together um, and enjoy life and uh, embrace one another. Um, so yeah, we uh, decided to go for it with the project and we each had different responsibilities and uh, we wanted to make it good. <laughs> so um, we spoke about, you know, who to, uh have uh as an arranger yeah and, yeah we all said Bugsy you know Bugsy was the the person who we thought of um you know there were other names that came up but yeah at the end of the day Bugsy was the one and um we all had worked with Bugsy in the past sure and so you know he knew us and um yeah he was happy to create the arrangement that's great and, yeah, and um, yeah, we were able to get, you know, now I'm trying to remember the, the exact uh, number, almost 700. I think it was I, 691. I people. think I was going to say 692. So oh. I, yeah, but I'm, I haven't looked at it lately. So it was almost 700 people that you three got almost 700 people around the world to participate in. Yeah, yeah. So virtual... that was an Yep amazing experience we created a video uh compiling videos of each player from so many different countries 23 different countries and created uh one uh yeah video 
virtual steel band. And um, yeah, we had Matt. Oh my gosh, I can't remember his last name. Oh, Matt. Um, he was the videographer and he spent so much time creating that amazing video and Casey mixed the audio and also Tyler Swick uh, worked on some video too and um, I, I want to try to remember like everybody who was involved. I'm going to uh, put, I'll post the video and I'll <laughs> give everybody credits so don't worry about it. Okay, thank, you. thank you. Yeah, but you know it wouldn't have happened without um, everybody. Like, yeah. Events and to to um, you know people's uh, you know just click and like on Facebook you know yeah. that meant the world to us so yeah we're very happy with the um, happy with how it turned out good what I loved was the fact that you had some music that was uh, written for beginning players or yeah. less experienced players. Mm -hmm. um, so that you had a way for uh, differently experienced people to play together. Yeah. And we ended up with, it, I'm sure it helped certainly more people, um, but we ended up with uh, younger kids playing, which was super cool. Yeah. Um, and I know some beginning players, a couple of beginning community bands played uh -huh. together. Uh, when I first told some people I knew about the project, they said, oh, there's no way I'll, I'll have time or there's no way I'll be, I know I'm not good enough to participate. And then you came out with that music that mm -hmm. was available to uh, maybe some less skilled hands, but also was easy, faster to learn. And um, it was so neat to see friends and students all yeah. over the world in the video and uh, and as you said, of course, great music. Um, but it was it was a really neat project to do during the quarantine. Yeah, I was really thankful for Tracy <laughs> for uh, yeah coming up with the idea and asking me to be a part of it. So you did a big part. You, I don't think you did a little bit. I think that well, uh, yeah, quite <laughs> a bit of time, like a lot of time uh, doing uh, putting everything together. But yeah. Yeah, if Tracy didn't get in touch with me and Mia, it wouldn't have happened. So I'm just really appreciative sure. of the fact that he initiated that. Yeah. Um, to, and he uh, got the idea from a project that you and Mia had done. When's the first time uh, that you and Mia did a virtual project? So I think the first video was made available in 2015 and okay. we did virtual steel band in 2017 mm -hmm. and Mia is the one who came up with the idea because she was uh watching uh virtual choir right video by Eric Whitaker right yeah. Yeah. so and and Mia and Tracy are some of the people who just get amazing ideas and they don't just talk about it but they can actually execute so <laughs> Yeah, it's wonderful to yeah be able to work with somebody like like them, and I'm so excited to be working with you in the future too. So, yeah, I don't know if you want to mention about um, sure. Yeah, I I here. think that we have a neat project coming up in the fall that will be pretty cool, but uh, maybe not a global thing. But we're going to do a concert in the fall that should be pretty wonderful. Yes. Um, I think that you sell yourself short though, because uh, for example, I was watching uh, earlier today, I was watching a video of you in Thailand. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> uh, that was a crazy time. That was about a little over a year ago. I was there in December of 2019. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I did a workshop at a university in Isan region, uh, northeast part of Thailand. And I did a workshop for like 35 students who had never even heard of Steel Pan. So that was an amazing experience um, to go to Thailand one, but to <laughs> introduce an instrument that nobody had ever even heard of. <sighs> and students created mini steel pans and they played their traditional music using that um, steel pan. So yeah, it was a great experience. And people were so friendly and nice and welcoming and food wow. was amazing. And I got to see elephants. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so it was it was great. It was great. You, um, the, it's. I seem to remember that project. Sort of that idea came together sort of uh, fairly quickly, time wise. You know. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember. How did it come about? Now I'm trying to remember. So much happened in 2000. I know. I'm sorry to, to make you kind of relive <laughs> your life so quickly. Um, what I what you said in the video was that there were some visiting professors um, oh, that's right. that's who right. had been inspired by a... Uh, you had arranged a piece for two professors already. Right. So, a beautiful piece. Oh, my gosh. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So yeah. I arranged... Uh, traditional piece Thai folk music for NIU steel band to play and we got a we got a group of dancers from uh, traditional Thai dancers from Chicago um, and we performed that uh, piece at a conference that was held at NIU and the visiting professors from Thailand had seen that video and I have a friend named Chamni Sriparam, and he's from Thailand. And he actually, I don't know, he came up with the idea, or maybe Dr. Ray Ching Wang. Uh, she's a world music professor at NIU. But we were all talking. Oh, right, right, right. Now I'm starting to remember. Uh, <laughs> we were all talking, and we started talking about, oh, how about you go, you know, like if you go to Thailand and do a presentation and, um, <laughs> Professors were happy to invite me and Chamni to be there. And uh, yeah, that talk happened in 2019 and the whole thing came together in 2019 and I was there in December. Cool. Doing the workshop. That's uh, so cool. Being able to say hi and thank you. <laughs> Just simple terms in Thai and- Sure. Uh, mm -hmm. How old were the students? You, you were at a university. Yep. Okay. So I'm guessing 18 to 21, 22 or so. Yeah. And um, I, uh, the, what was their major? What was their pursuit of study? They, the majority of students uh, were majoring in traditional Thai music. Oh, okay. So they um, introduced me to the traditional Thai instruments oh. and um, so when they uh, played their traditional music on the mini steel pan that they had created, uh, that was added to the traditional Thai um, Isan music that's yeah. uh, 
the region where I visited. But yeah, so many students were uh, traditional Thai music majors. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So does that mean that they, these were novices in terms of building things? Um, so you were not only introducing students to the steel pan, but you were also introducing students to the idea of metalworking. It's not as if you went over and worked with metal workers. Right, right. I guess right? so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How did they respond to the idea of just literally getting their hands on? A oh, they loved it. Um, they? <laughs> it was so fun to work with them. And uh, because um, when I was doing a presentation, uh, Chamni had to translate everything for me. Mm -hmm. But once we were um, moved on to the actual hands-on workshop part of it, I was able to demonstrate and they were able to just copy what I was doing. So, um, you know, we didn't necessarily have to communicate. I may say something in English, but with my hand gesture and um, yeah. everything else, they were able to understand, you know, sure, what was sure. going on. and because it's so hands-on and it's, yeah. So it was, they had a great time. It was, it was wonderful. That's awesome. Yeah, that yeah. is awesome. Do you um, do you th have a a favorite part? A favorite um, I don't know a favorite thing to teach or a favorite element about um, music or uh, I, I guess what it's a I don't know even what I'm asking. Um, let me start at the beginning. I know that when you started to play music, you started on the piano. Yes. Right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. does that mean that the first thing you taught was piano music? Actually, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when I was uh, working my undergraduate, I was a piano pedagogy major. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I did uh, teach piano for a while. Then um, when I graduated with my master's in steel pan, I, uh, afterwards I started to teach steel bands in Naperville, Illinois. Yeah. Right. So how long have you been teaching? Even maybe since the first piano lesson you ever taught, how many, how long has it been? I've taught piano lessons when I was younger, but it mm -hmm. wasn't consistent. Like, you know, some people would ask me, hey, Yuko, can you give me a, sure. my child a lesson? And I may have done it when I was like, say 14. Sure. Not really counting that. Um, I think I started teaching more uh, probably when I was, hmm, I'd say like 23 years or so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The question that, I, that I'm really interested in these days when I'm talking to artists who've been creating or teaching or writing or all of those things huh? for more than 10 years is at a certain point, do you develop one thing that's your favorite or, or is all of it your favorite or do you, do you, um, do things become, um, kind of structured on levels with you so for example do you have a favorite instrument to teach okay yeah so i don't really have any favorites when mm -hmm. it 
comes to teaching, say, um, whether instruments or different age level, mm-hmm. um, I love teaching all levels. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but when it comes to doing different things that I do, yes. uh, say, you know, uh, teaching or playing or this or that, um, I love them all. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's, that can be good and bad at the same time because, okay, so I may be acquiring different skills, but am I focusing on all of those things? So maybe, you know, it may be better to just focus on one and try to get better at that one thing. Um, and that's actually one of the reasons why I haven't been doing too much more um, lately because of, um, you know, my uh, job at NIU. So I've been, you know, focusing on teaching and building and tuning. Right. Um, yeah. So I haven't really thought about composing, um, you know, arranging. I arrange just for, you know, my community steel band members or NIU steel band members. Uh, out of necessity, you know, sure. not because I want to, I mean, like I enjoy it, but um, if I have extra time, um, I try to uh, use that time on uh, NIU things and building Makes and sense. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, try yeah. not to do so many things. <laughs> Trying, but I don't know if I'm su- succeeding at it. Yeah. Well, but I think that if somebody has been involved in the arts as long as you have, I think that there, there's a reason why you're still doing so many things. And that's, I think that perhaps you're meant to do it. There are some people who do one thing very well and that's all they want to do. And so they do that. And then there are other people who um, are, are excellent at multiple things and, um, when I was younger, I was told that I should pick one thing and focus on it. Okay. And that was very difficult for me. Um, and I, I still have the same back and forth struggle that uh, in inner dialogue that you are having. Maybe I should do more of that. Um, but for me, I, when I see what you are doing, I think, oh, Yuko is doing exactly what she should be doing. She is so wonderful at all of these things. Oh, oh, thank you. We are so glad to have her. I, the, the, you know, this world is lucky to have her and this world is lucky to have her. And we wouldn't want you go to stop composing and we wouldn't want you go to stop building. And um, so I, I understand the struggle that you have, but um, it seems like you are doing what you are meant to do. Oh, thank you. And thank you for yeah your kind words and everything. But you know, what's kind of crazy is with the pandemic and us, all of us having so much time to think and think about life and, you know, what are we here for? You know, like we start to question all of those right. things. And right. I started thinking like, am I supposed to be doing what I'm doing? Should I be doing something else? So like, it's kind of good to hear you saying those things. So um, yeah, so I will continue to actually... Yeah. Well, you can also ignore me and you can start doing something completely different if you are. <laughs> I think that maybe my point is that you make good decisions about yourself. So if you yeah. want to start um, going fishing and fishing, yeah, right, right. that, my, that my will be good. Right, right. Yeah. 
you know, like the last two years have been so crazy and um, everything, so many things that's been happening have made me think so much about life. And, yes. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Like I was trying to get somewhere with uh, what I was saying. Um, I was trying to say is like, I realized that you just never know what happens in life. Right. Um, we're not here forever. Um, you know, Cliff's passing really, really made me think. And then of course, you know, pandemic made me think so much about what is important in life. So, um, I just try to be flexible because you just don't know what happens. Like, you know, what happened yesterday? I mean, of course, you know, some of us saw something crazy happening, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, like when we actually saw what happened, it's like, it was just so shocking. So, sure. um, yeah. And yeah, so I just don't want to be, uh, surprised and, uh, not being able to function. So I want to be flexible with what's happening and be ready for, whatever that may happen in the future. Yes. Because the last two years, ah, yeah, so much happened. So I'm just kind of expecting whatever to happen. That makes a lot of sense. You, <laughs> you want to be prepared. When you were starting your musical um, journey, when you were first starting those piano lessons, uh-huh. um, what what were you excited about? Why did you want to play the piano? Uh, because my older sister was playing it and I wanted to do everything that she was doing, you know, however she was uh, probably dressing or, you know, whatever she liked, what she was eating. I just wanted to do everything that she was doing and she was playing piano and I liked it and I started copying what she was doing. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yep. I totally know all about that. Okay, okay. Uh, so then um, when you went to um, school for music, mm-hmm. then what was your main um, emotion about music or what was your main motivation um, or reason to be involved with music? Uh, school meaning like, say, college? College, oh. college. Uh a motivation, oh, you know, because the love and the passion mm-hmm. I had for it. And yeah, I didn't think about anything else besides music. Well, that's actually not true. Um, when I first started going to college, um, I majored in business because I thought, okay, so, you know, I'm going to be building my career and I need to make money. So I major in business <laughs> and I uh, lasted for two weeks. Um, and then, yeah, switch my major to music. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so, and here I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, music is a big part of my life, um, for sure. Would you say that in the end, uh, it still feels the same? Or does it, oh, does your relationship, yeah? Definitely, yeah. How many years have you been in Illinois? Oh my gosh, wow. Um, did I come in 2002? Wow, almost, <laughs> almost 20 years. That seems right to me. Um, so 
you have family in Japan and you've been back to Japan and mm -hmm. you've been in Illinois almost 20 years. And before yeah. that, you I were in West Virginia, West Virginia, right? Yeah. <laughs> so years. Um, I think you've had this question many times, but uh, where do you feel at home? Um, do all of those places feel like home to you? Yeah, yeah. actually, yes. Um, yeah, Dikau feels like home and Japan. Well, specifically my parents' home. Sure, yeah, right. And just being with them uh, make me feel like I'm home. Yeah. So, yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, so I have multiple homes. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Um, the uh, people that you work with, um, include people from uh, a lot of people or students from Trinidad and Tobago, which is also another country. Right, right. Um, so I'm wondering if uh, they have said to you that they appreciate having a teacher who grew up, at least partially grew up somewhere else that is not in the US. Yeah, I'm sure they can relate. You know, like as immigrants, we have, um, you know, experience similar incidents and uh, yeah, just, uh, yeah, there are, uh, you know, things that we have in common. Uh -huh. um, and because I love Trinidad and I'm, you know, I know enough about Trinidad, so they know, you know, there's maybe a sense of, you know, that like comfort, sure. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, knowing that I, visited their country plenty of times and um i love their culture and people and music so yeah, yeah just having those things in common yeah really uh helped to make us feel close and nice yeah nice the um music that you teach now uh the music that you play on the steel pan um and teach and arrange is music from everywhere it seems um w do you agree with that or is do you uh, yeah. qualify that so um it kind of depends on like who plays the music uh -huh. um i do try to make things diverse and try to make sure to introduce the music of trinidad and tobago to my students mm -hmm. but for my community steel band um and I did the same for my students from Naperville as well, but I uh, arranged music that they love or they yeah. want to play um, simply because I just enjoy seeing them happy. <laughs> and, you know, and, and it's such a great feeling when, um, you know, they share what they love to listen to. So that's one thing that, you know, like I get to know the kind of music that they like and then, um, and for them to be able to play the music that they yeah. like, so they enjoy that as well. Um, yeah, so I really enjoy um, arranging music that they love to uh, listen to or they want to play. So you are somebody who comes from multiple places. Uh, you have, uh, if you were born in one country and mm -hmm. now you live in another country and you you primarily teach um and build and write music 
for an instrument that was born in a third country. <laughs> right, right. Um, and uh, what do you have to say about um, what what can you t can you can you do you think you can write a prescription for the rest of us on um, a great way to honor honor cultures and also find things that are the same? I feel like it's teachers and artists who uh, do things like you do um, that find a good way to honor differences and find unity um, that are in ways that are respectful. I think it's you... simple. We're all humans. Aha. Yeah, so I believe we have more similarities than differences, and I embrace the differences. Like, I love this country because there are so many people who are different. Because I'm from a country where the majority of people are Japanese, uh -huh. and is one of the reasons why I wanted to stay here uh, in the U.S. because of the diversity. Because I love ah. being able to be me and not a you know, I mean, I, even though, like, of course, you know, some people will see me as a Japanese woman and this and that, but I can be Yuko, and it's okay to live Yuko's life in the sure. United And I didn't feel that I could have done that in Japan. Sure. Yeah, so so I think, you know, it's simple. Um, we're all humans, and we're all, you know, we all have different backgrounds, even in within the U.S., I mean, as we know, and even within like one household, you know, like not yes. all siblings are exactly the same. No. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so um, once you accept the differences and once you embrace, like, because I love the fact how we're different, like um, yeah. we think differently and we eat different kind of food to we listen to different kinds of music and there's just so much to learn from one another. So, but I, I see what, uh, where you're going with this question, though. Um, um, I think being open-minded mm -hmm. and it's really important to try to understand and respect other cultures and people and even if you like say for example even though i've been to trinidad many times even though i've been studying their music or uh, parts of their history because um, i can't speak all about the history of trinidad and tobago but you know i'm more familiar with the the pan history you know i can never ever say oh i'm like the expert of the music of trinidad and tobago i am the expert of the steel pan um, um, you know, people do appreciate when other people from other countries uh, spend time mm -hmm. trying to uh, study and learn and speak with them, try to understand and uh, try to uh, develop that uh, relationship. Um, yeah, I think that's what's really, really important. Like how how much are you doing? Like, how much are you trying? Ah, and yeah, and um, hmm, yeah. This is a you know. Actually, somebody else asked me something similar and wanted to hear how I think. 
about the same topic. But I think that you said, I think everything you say is great, but I think first you said it's simple because we are all alike, so embrace the differences. That just, yeah, duh, that seems uh, like, uh, as we say, a no-brainer. That just seems like a brilliant answer. But then also, um, it, what matters is what kind of effort are you making? Um, you're right. I've experienced that myself. People, it's okay if, you're, if your French is not great. Many people, maybe not everybody, but many French speakers will still appreciate your effort. And right, right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's just don't say you are the expert. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, but yes, I, and it, intent really matters. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, mm -hmm, for sure. Hmm. Uh, well, that's. Um, I'm, I'm going to probably steal that from you if you don't mind. Oh, any time, please feel free. <laughs> um, do you have, uh, other than trying to just relax, um, which can be difficult and other than trying to stay, um, mindful and present, do you have other big projects or, or, uh, dreams for the next five or 10 years? Any, anything that you would like to have another one of these or have this thing done or? I've been in search of that. Like I've mm -hmm. thought about that the past two years or so, and okay. I haven't been able to see what that may be. All right. So I'm just kind of letting it just be. Nice. <laughs> and when I know, I will know. Um, so for now, I'm just uh, concentrating on my work and trying to do as best as I can. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, five, ten years. I'm not sure, actually. Yeah. That's, that's glorious. I think that's really wonderful that you're just open to possibilities. Yeah. What? Uh, uh -huh. Sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, no, 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 it's okay. Oh, no, no, it's okay. Um, no, I was going to say, like, when I force something to, to happen, mm -hmm. like, it doesn't turn out well. So, like, I um, know that, like, when, like, it, I don't feel it, like, yeah. I need to just, just let it <laughs> just be. And just uh, when it's supposed to happen or when it comes, it will come. That's just the way it's been in my life. So I'm just not uh, really trying to create a goal trying to yeah yeah I do have small goals you know little things like that but five ten years it's really hard to tell like I don't know perfect yeah that's nice um I don't I, I have so many questions but I don't I don't um have I don't have any other question that you must answer okay. um, because it's always just fun to see what you're going to do next. Okay. I do wonder what you would say to somebody who um, maybe uh, is like some of my younger students who are, are worried and feeling like they're not um, moving fast enough. What would you say to somebody like that? 
it's okay. Ah. And, yeah, because um, when I think about when I was younger, I felt the same way. Yeah. Yeah, I really did. And um, for I don't even know how many years, but I was depressed. Mm. And I felt so bad. And I didn't think I had future. <laughs> but I, you know, I'm living my life now. And I can, you know, if I'm able to go back in time and talk to myself, you know, as a 20 years old, you know, I'll say, it's okay, you know, and, and, um, and don't worry too much. Uh, find something you love. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, I think it's the society that creates so much pressure mm -hmm. to so many people, but especially young, younger people. So it's, I think it's so natural that they feel that way. And especially now with the pandemic, um, that yeah. added so much more anxiety. So, um, you know, sometimes I don't know what else to say, but to just say like, it's okay. I understand, you know, it's yeah. okay to take time and, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. Um, yeah, but just, uh, you know, don't give up. Um, nah. And yeah, if you're able to accomplish something small, try, keep trying, but it's okay if you don't feel like trying, you know, <laughs> but hopefully the following day you feel like trying, then do it, you know? Yeah. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> you're very kind to your former self. <laughs> uh, I was, I was a mess actually. Like I am... Um, yeah, I'm glad I'm who I am today and I'm where I am today. But um, yeah, but you know, life sometimes isn't easy and life throws challenges at you. But um, what I can say is sometimes things may not look good or things may look bad. But like when you look at those instances later on in your life, those could have been blessings because I've learned so much from my negative experiences, bad experiences, mistakes. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, my old friend told me one time, he uh, said, enjoy the good times, but also enjoy the bad times. Uh -huh. I, I can kind of, you know, I wonder if that's what he meant. Like bad times are precious too, because, um, <laughs> you can grow so much and you can learn from those experiences. Right. Yeah, because if everything was fine, everything was great, you know, like you may not uh, move forward as much. You may not learn as much. Yeah. So, and, you know, back to Cliff again, but seeing his life, he encountered so many obstacles, like, and really, really hard obstacles since he was a little child. Yes. And, but, you know, I wonder if he didn't experience those things and those times, he may have not been where he, you know, ended up. Yeah. Because there's no way if he was from, say, a good home with parents, he wouldn't have you know, gone near a pan yard at that time. No way, no way. No way, no right. way. <laughs> so his life in Pan wouldn't have, wouldn't have started if, you yeah. know, because he was seeking 
some place where he could feel safe and accepted yeah. and surrounded by friends and you know who care about him so yeah yeah so you know, right. things may look bad at times, but maybe, uh, you know, people can use those times to try to learn and grow. And it's easy to say, and it's so hard when you're, you know, struggling. Mm -hmm. But yeah, don't give up and just, uh, just, just, yeah, don't give up. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you are who you are. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the way I used to be, for sure. Yeah. Well, if that's what got you here, then I guess I'm I guess I'm glad for your bad times, but I'm sorry okay. you had to go through that. No, um, <laughs> but thank you for talking to me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You have been listening to the Art Lives Podcast. So much gratitude to Yuko for talking with me. I have posted information about Yuko Asada and links to her work and website, including the NIU Steelband, Pan and Unity, and the Virtual Steelband projects on the Art Lives page of my website, elizabethdelamater.com. Please take a minute or two to rate Art Lives on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher.com. More ratings help more listeners find this podcast, which would be wonderful. Special, special thanks to Bill Salick, artist Eduardo Moreno, and composer Nicholas Myers. As always, thank you so much for listening to Art Lives. <laughs>